Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? Written and read by Danny Stack. Chapter 23. The Cyclops. Billy, the Colonel, Woody and Swindon set off across Nelson's retreat on their way to see the Cyclops. Woody was still a bit nervous and then had a sudden thought. He tugged on the Colonel's sleeve. Is it Cyclops or the Cyclops? he asked. What does it matter? said the Colonel. Well, you're the Colonel, but people sometimes call you just Colonel. As long as my name and rank is respected, I don't mind. It's just Cyclops, said Swindon. I think. How much further? asked Billy, getting slightly annoyed. Over here, replied Swindon. Trust me. They walked past head office and game zone, then past the laundry site and the playground. They even walked past the out-of-bounds area where Woody's drone had found Mr Slug hiding his gas canisters. They moved further away from the heart of Nelson's retreat until they were now in a part of the park they had never seen before. Ahead of them was an empty field. It was quiet. No sign of anyone or anything. Not even a caravan. Swindon. The Cyclops better be here, or else, said Billy. The dramatic build-up was annoying her now. There, said Swindon, almost with relief as if he had begun to doubt that this was the right place. Right over the other side of the fields was a tiny caravan, shaded under a big oak tree. If you weren't looking for it, you probably wouldn't see it. Billy and the gang edged towards it, but then they stopped when they heard faint tinkling sounds in the wind. It was as though the whole place was practically casting a spell on them. Billy, Swindon and the Colonel were getting a bit nervous, but none of them wanted to show it, so they continued to the Cyclops caravan. A few wind chimes and dream catchers were suspended across the porch of the caravan. The wind chimes created the tinkling sounds. There were also crystals of all shapes and sizes hanging around the porch area. Most worryingly, there were signs telling people to stay away. Danger. Contaminated zone. You are being watched. Swindon observed all these items and his brain went into conspiracy overload. He glanced up at a security camera which seemed to target him specifically. Something's not right, he whispered. Woody didn't like the sight and sound of any of it. I'll stay out here. Keep watch, he said, taking a position a few feet away from all the chimes and crystals. Bad leg, he said by way of explanation. Before Billy and the Colonel could react to Woody, Swindon started to lose it completely. I should never have come here. I've put you all in danger, he said, glancing around at the wind chimes, crystals, warning signs and security camera. Forgive me, he declared with a melodramatic flourish and he ran off as quickly as he could. The others watched Swindon running off into the distance for what seemed like a very long time. He kept running, not looking back to see if he was being followed. We'll just knock, Billy finally said to the colonel. They both wanted to go inside now. Woody and Swindon's retreats had unwittingly helped them with their own nervousness. As Billy reached up to the caravan door, it clicked open as if by itself. Woody gulped, hoping he would be okay keeping watch. The Colonel narrowed her eyes with a determined look, even if she was still a little nervous. She nodded to Billy and they took their first steps into the Cyclops' lair. Chapter 24. Cyclops Knows All Inside the caravan, it was pitch black. Billy and the Colonel couldn't see a thing. Hello, said Billy. Who goes there? demanded the Colonel. A bright spotlight suddenly shone in their faces. The girls shielded their eyes from the light. Have you been in the wheat field? said a croaky voice. What? 
Billy said, confused. The weed field, yes or no, replied the voice. Show your face, Cyclops, otherwise we're out of here, said the colonel. Cyclops, said the voice. There was a surge of energy in the caravan as various switches were turned on, creating all manners of clicks, beeps and whirring noises. The lights came on, Billy and the colonel's eyes adjusted and finally they could see the room. It was full of electronic gizmos and gadgets, out-of-date monitors and equipment. Security camera footage on the monitors showed Woody keeping watch outside. Mr Slug in his workshop, and even Swindon, who was still running off into the distance. No one calls me Cyclops anymore, said the voice in front of them. Billy and the colonel saw a young boy sitting in a chair amongst all the equipment. He was about ten years old and looked pale and sickly. He wore hospital scrubs and his left arm was in a sling. An oxygen mask hung around his neck. He looked a bit creepy, but also slightly sad. Who are you? asked Billy, feeling a bit more confident now that she could see who she was dealing with. My name is... Bob. Cyclops nodded with approval, as if he'd just invented the name Bob for himself. I think I preferred Cyclops, said the colonel. A bully called me that when I wore an eye patch in year two, said Cyclops, but then Cyclops stared off into the distance and crossed his eyes. He held this look for a few seconds, which disconcerted Billy and the colonel. Billy thought he was probably doing it on purpose, but this guy was definitely a weirdo. He picked on me because I looked weird, Cyclops continued, finally snapping out of his cross-eyed gaze. But now he just stared at the colonel, as if he was in the tough guy staring contest. But Nelson Nutmeg helped me with that, he said eventually, breaking his odd stare. Billy looked around the cramped caravan. There was hardly any room. Do you live here alone? she asked. Don't be weird, said Cyclops. Of course not. He sniffed and coughed. Billy held back the urge to say, look who's calling who weird. My mum looks after me, but she doesn't like me going out because I have. Cyclops pointed at his arm in the sling, but then coughed and took a quick blast of his oxygen mask. Bad lungs. We're here because, said the colonel. I know why you're here, Cyclops interrupted. You do, said Billy. Of course, Billy, and you too, Wi-Fi, replied Cyclops. My name's not Wi-Fi, the colonel protested. Are you sure? Because I'm sensing a connection, said the Cyclops with a sly grin. The colonel was not impressed by this lame chat-up line. You really need to get out more, she said. Relax, colonel, I know who you are, and Swindon, wherever he went to. Cyclops tapped on a keyboard, bringing up more security camera footage on his monitors, and Woody should be fine outside, for now. So you do see everything, said Billy, now beginning to believe the myth surrounding the Cyclops. Do you know who killed Nelson Nutmeg? asked the Colonel. And what happened to Shiv? said Billy, worried for her friend. All in good time, said the Cyclops, feeling smug. The Colonel noticed Mr Slug on the security monitors. Mr Slug's up to something, she said, as she nudged Billy. Mr Slug, said Cyclops, not familiar with the name. Can't tell you much about him. He's new. But I know what you really need. He leant forward for dramatic effect. Proof, he said finally. We're looking for Nelson's body, said the colonel. The Cyclops ignored her. And you need a motive. Otherwise you're just a bunch of kids with a stupid story, he said. What do you suggest then, Bob? Billy asked, growing slightly wary of the Cyclops' evasive attitude. Well, you can't just break into Diane's office willy-nilly, said the Cyclops. As he spoke, 
the security footage showed two boys approaching Woody outside. They lifted him up and carried him away. You'll get caught, continued the Cyclops. People come and go a lot, but she's away today, back tomorrow morning, 8am, if you act fast. He brought up footage of head office, replacing the image of Woody being taken away by the two boys. Billy and the Colonel remained unaware of Woody's abduction. When Billy saw the image of head office, she felt a renewed sense of purpose and determination to find out who'd killed Nelson Nutmeg. Do you want to come with us? She asked the Cyclops. She was starting to feel a bit sorry for him. We're a man down already. Two if you count Swindon, said the Colonel. The Cyclops took a blast of his oxygen mask. Don't worry, Wi-Fi. I can see fine from here, he said. He coughed and used his oxygen mask again. Oh, and Billy, he continued. Shiv's gone, I'm afraid. Billy stepped forward, eager to know more, but the colonel grabbed her arm. Come on, she said. They turned to leave the caravan. Be fleet of foot, my holiday heroines, said the Cyclops. He looked sad as he watched them go. The door closed and he was alone again with his gizmos and gadgets. Outside, the colonel saw Woody wasn't keeping watch like he said he would. Typical. No wood in the woodstock, she said. Billy was preoccupied with what the Cyclops had said. What do you think he meant about Shiv? she asked. Let's keep moving, said the colonel, keen to keep focused on their mission. Billy couldn't help but think that Diane was behind Shiv's disappearance, or that Diane got too close and Shiv made a run for it. Maybe he got scared, Billy said. Mission comes first, said the colonel, and led the way forward. You've been listening to Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg. It was read by Danny Stack from his own novelization of the film. To find out more and watch some clips from the movie, visit nelsonnutmeg.com. <laughs>